blend of Pacific and Mediterranean, of ancient and right now, as promised in a new dance film series shot by Daniel Belton and scored by Dame Gillian Whitehead. The work's called Ad Panassum, Pura Pura Fetu, and it's having a Matariki premiere in Ōtautihi Christchurch. Gillian's score is played by the New Zealand String Quartet and El Fraser on Taonga Pūro. In the dance film, the nine muses of Greek mythology are represented as wahine toa. As Daniel explains, the music, choreography and the film visuals are inspired by Paul Clay's painting Ad Panassum. We have it on our webpage if you're not familiar with it. Ten years ago, I was in uh, Bern in Switzerland um, on a research project, and I went to the Kunstmuseum and I saw Paul Klee's painting Ad Parnassum, and it profoundly touched me. And I thought at that time I would love to respond to this work one day. And ten years later, here we are with Gillian and the Good Company Arts team responding to that painting and other things too, but that's the core inspiration really. And of course it's in the title of the new work, Ad Panasum Purapurafitu. Ten years, that's a very long time. Can you can you talk a bit more about this this work that inspired you so much, so deeply? Well, when I approached Gillian uh, with the idea, and you were great, Jill, you straight away were like, yeah, and I, and I gave you a postcard of painting. Yeah, yeah. It's very colourful. It's one of Clay's larger works, 1932 and it depicts Mount Parnassus with a kind of gateway. It's a, it's a mysterious work, and you see the sun. Um, it also references the, the pyramids. I think he visited the pyramids. Yes, it, and, and, and the directions, the north, south, east, west, and yes. the, with the arrows in the picture. And I don't know, every time you look at it, you see something new in it. It's, it's a fantastic painting. And of course, it's that connection to, to Delphi and the Oracle of Delphi and um, the Nine Muses of Antiquity. So this is when Donin and I, Donin Harrison and I were talk, talking earlier on about, okay, well, we need nine strong female dancers to bring this work to fruition with Gillian's music and, and the Good Company Arts um, film team. And we managed to bring together an incredible group. I mean, you know Gillian, but still I think when you shared with you this image that resonated so deeply, Daniel, with you, uh, I mean, Gillian, you could have looked at this work and appreciated it, but not found it inspiring. So what did this image say to you and, and how have you expressed that in your music? Well, I've always um, loved Clay's work yeah. and this is a particularly... It's got a lot of depth in it and a lot of mystery. And we were talking about the 
the muses and, and also uh, the, the stars of Matariki. Yes, the nine, nine stars of Matariki, actually. And yeah, and the, and the Māori goddesses, yeah. Yes, uh, so so there, there were a lot of a lot of ideas, strong ideas to 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 play with, and originally the idea was to have this work with the dance filmed and the music live, yeah. but of course I think two weeks before the dancers were supposed to come together to rehearse, um, COVID happened. And so everything was topsy-turvy and we had to start uh, by writing music yes, yes. And, and then later adding the dance. And it was quite, quite a difficult process from what yeah. we anticipated. So the idea was to have the film shown, but the musicians live. And, and that, of course, is the opposite of what usually happens with dance, where you have the dancers live and the music can. Yeah, that's right, Joe. The process, we started in 2019, and then it's taken three years, really, to navigating the global health pandemic with various hurdles and delays, and here we are now with the film outcome. And that's very exciting for, for us to share that for this Matariki. Um, it will open in Christchurch, Kaltahi Christchurch, at the Art Centre, as a, an outdoor projection for two weeks, free to the public. And on that opening night, um, Nancy Wijong and Kelly Nash with Al Fraser, who are all part of the, who are integral to this work, they will be there to make a live activation. And then the work will also show on the web. I mean, you've had a lot of time to think this through, Daniel, and then you've got Julian's music, you've got the imagery. So what are we going to see on screen i mean what 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 are you doing with your dancers here jillian's music is beautiful and very powerful and the tongaporo is a big presence in the work so what i hear in the score and when i started working on the post-production is i hear and i see color and i see the color in paul clay's painting it's a very colorful work the edpanesan painting and it has an undulation it's a, it's a pointless work whereas clay described himself in his own words a divisionist and it's made up of almost like a code of patches of color if you like like a mosaic and so that's where the movement comes in and even though there's this dominant form of of the pyramid and Mount Parnassus there's a lot of movement within that and so the dance that comes into this sort of spectral space that that's really a created by motion graphics and a lot of line, beautiful line work from Jack Grenfell and others and the team. These environments, these virtual film environments are what the dancers inhabit. You know, they, and it's really an elevated space. It's, it feels like, this is the link to Matariki again. It's, a, it's a, ra a raised, elevated space. And it's a space that the audience are really invited to sort of step up into. And part of that is the music It's very much a, for me and, and Gillian's score, there's, there's a lot of cascading and um, undulating and lifting, lifting and raising qualities that, that come through the work. So you see the dancers uh, inhabit this virtual digital realm 
and we go with the audience go on a journey with each of the nine wahine toa even though it's a grand wide panoramic work and it has a big sense of the horizon being dominant and color coming in carefully it's also an intimate work so you very you very much connect with each individual dancer and follow them as they respond to Gillian's music. Gillian, when you're, I mean, you're such an experienced composer and you write for symphony orchestras and, and these other things, but when you're writing for a dance work like this, do you approach it in a different kind of way? I'm not sure if you have dancers in your imagination as you're creating the work, but imagining the movement to go with it, not, not solely the sound. Uh, yes, I, I do um, approach it differently because you're aware of um, of the physicality of of movement and you don't want to to make it too too complex mm. it's sort of very hard to find the right words but sim- simple mm. fairly simple compared with some of the stuff i write and when you see the dancers respond to your music that must be just such a joy for you Oh yes, yeah, so seeing the film. Um, the film's very beautiful, you know, and 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 uh, so imaginative. The movement and the the movement of the dancers and the imagery and the relationship to the painting and what comes out of that. Yes, it's just a connection to to weaving as well. To the Tukutuku lattice work has come into the film space and often. There's a focus on the visualization of sound. And I love this quote from Goethe. He said, music is frozen geometry. So, you know. Wasn't it frozen architecture? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we better check. They're related. <laughs> they both work, actually, as friends. Yeah, yeah. Give them a call. Oi, oi, Goethe. Gillian, your instrumentation for this, Daniel mentioned the Taonga Pōro, which you love, I know, but you know, we're also talking about the muses of antiquity. You know, we're both in Europe and here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. So do you have a mix also? Is that reflected also in the instruments that you, that, that you use, this blend of the two, you know, the muses and the wahine Māori? Yes. The musicians are the New Zealand String Quartet and our playing Taonga Pōro. And I um, have drawn on some some of the earliest notated Greek music. Um, I've used that uh, and also drawn on ideas from Māori chant and, and references to music between those extremes. Yeah, the hymn, hymn to the sun. Hymn to the, yeah, the yeah. hymn. Hymn to the Sun, which is one of the oldest Greek works, pieces. Gillian, you've actually, after the disrupted last couple of years, you're intensely busy, aren't you? Because you've got the premiere of this work and you've got two others uh, that will be appearing in the next few months. Crikey. Yes, everything's kind of converging on this time now. My violin concerto, Taitimu Taipari. It's a violin concerto I've written for Andrew Beer and the Auckland Philharmonia. I mean, he's a wonderful player and does so much for 
New Zealand music. And it's just been a real joy working and collaborating with him. And that was due to, to happen a year ago or less than a year ago. But the week before the rehearsals started, Auckland was closed down because of COVID. So the work was postponed and has come on to a program this year because one of the soloists um, unfortunately couldn't come to play. So it's been a lovely piece to write. Actually, I found it quite, quite hard to get going because it was the first piece that I'd started after the COVID situation began. And I, I was at my place in Harwood and, and thinking, I only want to write very gentle sounds, you know, that, you know, like a single gong stroke that goes on for ages or something like that. It was almost as though the things we'd gone through with the isolation and and so on had set up a a kind of barrier that I had to break through. It was like a kind of censorship. And, and I had to work really hard to push that away and look out the window um, and, and watch the tide coming and going and the birds um, on the estuary, which change all the time with the tide and the weather patterns. And um, that's, that's where the piece came from. And you're writing a work also for the NZSO, so you are busy. That's right. I've just finished that. And um, that uh, is being performed at the beginning of August um, in Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin. And Daniel, you're going to obviously be busy with this work. I, I, you know, you explained before, it's not over for you yet. So we're going to see what more episodes in the series. And I'd love the sound of you working with um, VR. That feels like a very logical um, route for you with your work. Yes, exciting. Um, we, our 19-2020 work, Astrolab Whokotaranga, um, has, is the first time we worked with VR and um, actually that work is travelling to World Stage Design in Canada uh, in August and then to the Festival de la Imagen in Colombia in uh, October. So there's quite a lot going on for us too with different things and um, Ad Panasim, it is a natural progression for that, for this work, I believe, to step into the VR space. Uh, and very, I'm very excited to, to start looking into that as well as the live, live performance idea, which was the original plan for the work. I think it'd be great to, to realise that for audiences here. Dame Gillian Whitehead and Daniel Belton talking about Ad Parnassum, Purupuru Fetu, that will premiere in Christchurch at the Arts Centre on the 21st of June. Also thought I'd mention the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra is to premiere another new composition by Gillian, Tai Timu Tai Pari for Violin and Orchestra, uh, being performed this Friday at the Auckland Town Hall as part of the New Zealand Herald premiere series Ebb and Flow.